A quick warning, there are curse words that are unbeeped in this episode of the show. So, Goral, uh, how's the syrup business going? I felt like there was maybe some doubters. I feel like Kruger was maybe a little skeptical. Very skeptical. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I felt like you were committed to it. I, I'm curious as to uh, the status of the uh, the operation. So last week we were able to get um, twenty about twenty gallons of sap out of the trees, which you know didn't seem like a lot, but it was frozen most of the week. So like the, the temperature never got above fro- freezing for the most of the week. This week, however, it's been freezing at night, but then thawing during the day. Big, huge temperature changes, which creates pressure inside the tree and makes them produce more sap. Okay. So yesterday, the buckets, all 12 buckets had combined, had two gallons of sap in them. So I, you know, I thought, oh, well, we only have like 50 gallons of storage space for the sap, um, like, you know, food grade containers that I can pour the, the buckets of sap into to save them until we do the boil on Saturday. Today, all the trees just started gushing sap. Wow. And like four gallons of sap per tree today. So I quickly filled up all of our containers and... Tomorrow has like the same kind of temperature adjustment. So it should be another really big day tomorrow and the following day. So uh, I had to like, I called uh, one friend that I, I've made here in the PA area who owns a, a, a pizza restaurant. And uh, he had a couple containers he could give me. And then I found some 30 gallon drums, food grade plastic drums it looks like something out of Breaking Bad, but uh, this dude on like the west side of Philly was selling them on Facebook Marketplace, and they were never used, clean barrels. So uh, I drove out there tonight, and <laughs> <laughs> it was legit. But like, they met me in a street. Like, they gave me an address, but I'm pretty sure the address they gave me wasn't their house because they were in a car out in the street and they like rolled out the barrels. And I don't know, it was kind of a little sketchy, but uh, the barrels are good and clean. And, you know, so I can't, <laughs> can't complain there. Um, Let's hope there's no residue left over. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? Come to think of it, though, he was probably as worried about me because he did tell me uh that some he asked me what i wanted the barrels for and i told him for the sap and he said yeah you'd be surprised at some of the posts that i get because he put it on you know these big blue industrial looking barrels right on facebook marketplace he goes a couple of guys asked me how many bodies i could they could fit in them and i think one of them was serious <laughs> so. Philly, Philly mob stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, this syrup industry has taken me some interesting places because I had to get like the the metal drums to make the 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 stove to cook. So I've gone to a lot of interesting places. But anyway, we are flush with sap. Uh, it looks like we'll probably boil close to eighty gallons of sap this weekend, which should make about two gallons of syrup, and then I'm done. I'm done for the season. Like I, that's enough for to last me a long time and yeah. have gifts gifts to give. I can send you a bottle home and so that, yeah, that'd be great. Wow. Maybe, we a, maybe we could have a bottle. We'll, we'll do some kind of contest on the podcast, and a bottle of the goiter syrup will be the prize. <laughs> <laughs> And have you, te- you've tested some of it? Oh, it's delicious. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We had it on pancakes on Sunday. And then, so my, my son always gets waffle Wednesdays. Every Wednesday we have waffles and, Perfect. uh, 
and he had he had daddy syrup today on his that waffles. Is. He loves it. Yeah, he loves well, it. that's cool. Yeah, he asks every morning. He asks for a spoonful of it. So right. he's, he's a big fan. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, nice work. That's impressive. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. And and yeah, we'll have to think of a contest. If anyone has a contest idea, shoot us a, a message because maybe people be interested in in winning uh, a bottle of of my delicious jarred syrup. We'll see. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so what's up with you, Hoban? Anything new? Anything exciting? Nothing new. It was about, uh, we got it at, like, it was in the mid-40s the last couple of days with some Flex. sun. It, it felt like it was about 60. That's exciting. Uh, yeah, went outside during the day, went out for a nice walk, fresh air. Felt really good. The snow was starting to melt a little bit. Um, birds were chirping. Yeah. felt like felt feels like spring is is nearing so yeah it was uh that's always a little uplifting i feel like for us it probably is starting but i feel like for you you're still gonna have like it's gonna fall off the cliff at some point before it gets better again right yeah i would think so yeah i would think so this is pretty early for milwaukee yeah it is but even like you know after work 5 30 it's still a light out like it's yeah. becoming noticeably lighter uh so that's all really positive stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I went to pick up uh, those barrels at five thirty, and I was shocked to see like it was still light out while I was driving to pick them up. I was shocked, you know. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Uh, our next interview is you know her as Ellen Bounds. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Do you, Hoban? I have no idea. Uh, so we're it, we're gonna ask her how to do that. Yeah, it looks interesting and cool, but I have no idea. Yeah, instead of trying to butcher it, we'll just ask her for clarification. Yes. Cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce Ellen Bounds. Cinco, cuatro, tres, dos, uno... Ellen. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Just waiting on Hoban. Can you hear me okay? I hear you great. You sound <laughs> crystal clear compared to Andy Palm. Oh, my gosh. Just a classy oh, jerk. Oh, really? Because I, think... I listened to that and I was thinking that it sounded pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was heavily edited. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cut I... out a lot of parts that were just uh, inaudible and um oh. i don't we couldn't figure out exactly what it was we tried yeah. tried restarting and stuff it just couldn't quite figure out what was going on well i told my family i because it's seven o'clock here so everybody's kind of still you know yeah right moving early. around and i said you guys don't interrupt me you know don't open the garage <laughs> door and like take the dog out and bother me because i said you know that just makes more work for them they're doing this for free <laughs> <laughs> well you hey know? not, not I free feel bad We're, we're up to 20 bucks, so it's not hey. all free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think about you guys with little kids still, you know, and I go, oh, man, like, that's, I forgot how hard that was. You know, our, our son, though, we have just one son, and he's three, and he goes to bed at seven. It's not hard at all. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. I know. Hey, Ellen. Hi, Andy. How are you? Good. Good to hear Good. from you. 
You too. I feel like I've already heard you guys because I'm listening to the podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. You just haven't heard me. So she said, uh, she said the Andy Palm one sounded really good. So yeah, whatever you guys are doing to edit it, it sounds great. So I just felt bad because I listened to it and I was like, oh, I have to go after Andy Palm, who's like the wittiest guy in the world. I feel like he even became wittier. Wittier. Maybe I was unaware of. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a witty guy for sure. Uh, He was worried that he might come across as an asshole in the interview. So, which he totally does not come across as an asshole. But uh, just as a joke, I wanted to play on him. Because I know he's listening right now. But just as a joke, I wanted to play on him. I wanted to actually have you start off the interview by saying god the eddie palm what an asshole (laughs) (laughs) but i just i couldn't bring myself to do it i couldn't bring myself to do it oh no we've already started so oh oh sorry this is recording i figured it was so (laughs) yeah that Andy Palm. No, in fact, I had something good to say, which was, wow, I feel like an asshole because he's so witty and I'm so not, you know, so. <laughs> you'll be you'll be great. Uh, well, let's start off with uh, what are you up to these days, Alan? What's going on? Let's start off with the present right. time. Present time. OK, so I'm living in Arizona. I've lived here for, wow, going on, I want to say... 12, 13 years. And I live in Sierra Vista, which is actually south of Tucson. I spent most of my time in Tucson, which is southern, southern Arizona. How far south of Tucson? Um, About an hour and a half. I mean, to give you a reference, um, we're about 12 miles from Mexico. I was going to yeah. say, that must be close <laughs> to the border. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we... we um, is there a wall by you? Yeah, there is. <laughs> I laugh, but it's like, it's kind of, it's really depressing here to have the wall because we go hiking and mountain biking and everything. And it's like, oh, there's the wall. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of ruins the scenery, you know? Um, And then down in Douglas, which is, I teach community college. And one of our campuses is down in Douglas, which is right on the border and a lot of my students actually are from Agua Prieta, which is right across the, the border there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have to cross the border every day to go to class. Wow, it's, it's that yeah, that accessible. It's, yeah, it is that um, that much a part of our lives. Yeah, wow. yeah. So do they get to cross the border like easily and freely? Or, or do yes. they go through the same scrutiny as everybody else when they come across the border? Um, a lot of them are U.S. citizens or they have, um, for example, our community college has a has like a reciprocity agreement, kind of like Wisconsin and Minnesota, <laughs> it's sure. countrywide um, from Sonora, Mexico to um, our college students actually get to have in-state tuition. So there's people that live in Agua Prieta in Mexico and then actually cross over to the U.S. to go to college. Um, And, you know, they have a a pass. And as a lot of my students say, they know the Border Patrol agents. Like, they see them every day, and they're crossing back and forth every day. So it's just normal. Got it. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's very different. It's the reality that's way different than, I think, what people see on the news. Right. Right. (laughs) So the reality is, is, you know, I live in the borderlands and it's very, um, yeah, it's, it's very much, uh, you know, this area was Mexico 
And so a lot of these families, they have ranches and land that have been in their families for generations. So, um, yeah, so it's just all kind of fluid in that sense. Um, and some, some of my students actually choose to live in Mexico and then they come to the U S to work and then go back to Mexico for a variety of reasons. So, yeah. Sure. <laughs> wow. It's interesting how many of our classmates like got as far away from the, from the Wisconsin <laughs> weather and winter as yeah. possible. And you, yeah. you took it to like the extreme getting <laughs> almost out of the country. The other border. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> do you, so like they come over to go to school and to work. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you go over there for ever? Do you ever, are, do you ever uh, cross the border? You know, I used to more. I obviously COVID and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I don't. You know, I I really haven't traveled a whole lot. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's always things to go to conferences. There's universities in Sonora. There's activities. There's the beach and whatnot. The beach in Mexico is probably only about four hours away. Otherwise, we have to go to San Diego, which is longer. So cool. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's just um, this area is, yeah, I would say it's very borderlands. um, And yet there's also like, I live in the county where Tombstone, Arizona is. Yeah. So there's this whole like cowboy thing too. Sure. So, yeah. um, so our county has Tombstone and a number of, um, you know, towns that are quite famous for the Wild West kind of yeah. feel. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I made my way down here two years ago. Um, I was teaching at University of Arizona and finishing my doctorate and I got finished and had this opportunity and kind of thought it was going to stay for maybe a year or so just to kind of get back on my feet after grad school. And um, lo and behold, we bought a house and we're here and my my partner, he bought, um, who was in Tucson, he up and moved here. So we're here oh, that's, now. <laughs> that's, yeah, I guess that's a big sign. Yeah, huh? yeah. We just sort of <laughs> said, okay, we're going to stay here. And and my daughter's 13. And so yeah. I'm kind of thinking I don't want to uproot her again, you know, during the formative years. Right? right. So, so yeah, we're here. It's, it's unique. It is not Wisconsin. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, it sounds very unique and yeah. uh, cool and yeah, a, a long way from Wisconsin. Way. Lot, yeah. Of, very lot, different. Very, very different. A lot of horseback riding in that area. Oh yeah. 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 So we do a lot of mountain biking, including my daughter. And, um, and it's funny because we have like a competitive mountain bike track around here and, it actually also serves as a rodeo arena. So rodeo is like a big deal here too. So um, yeah, which I'd never seen, you know, prior to coming to Arizona, like getting days off because of the rodeo. So are you dating a cowboy? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, he's, He's a Puerto Rican. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, not a not a cowboy though. Not a cowboy, no. But I yeah, I I, I haven't really gotten to the cowboy thing, but it I, I Do think you have boots? I don't have boots. No. Does your daughter oh. have boots? No. We've never really gotten into it, but it's yeah. it's here. Right? It's here. Yeah. It's all yeah. around. Yeah, I see it occasionally. Uh, in Pennsylvania, even this is the know. real deal. <laughs> it's not, yeah, this it sounds like the real deal. Like, yeah, I mean, Europe and uh, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. There's, there's kind of a fun there. place to visit. Yeah, it's fun to visit, and um, we actually live in Sierra Vista, which is um, it's mainly a military town, actually. 
so it's uh, where Fort Huachuca is, which was where the original Buffalo Soldier Fort was during wow. the Civil War. So, yeah, it's um. Well, there's some history there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting, um, and it's different than Tucson. You know, Tucson's very different. Um, it is very small town. It's very rural. And um, I'm kind of digging it. I'm liking it at this stage in my life. Yeah, it yes. sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, it does. That sounds sounds refreshing. Yeah. It's, it's easy to socially distance. I'll tell you that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hoban might be moving next door. He might need to crash. He might need to crash for a while. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I'm always telling people to come down here. Um, the weather also, you know, we live at about 45, I don't know, 4,500 feet. It, it looks a lot like Colorado here. Um, cool. You know, you think of Arizona as the, the desert, right? But um, here, because the elevation is so high and we have the mountains around us that we have snow, you know, and yeah. We have, um, yeah, yeah. And we have, we, you know, go hiking a couple miles up and, and we're in evergreens. And what's wow. like your average, average temp in the middle of summer? Oh, oh, summer. That's, <laughs> it's about 15 <laughs> degrees cooler than Tucson, which is where we live for, you know. Oh, that's cool. So, so I would say. Is that because you're higher up than Tucson? Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's still over 100, so. Ooh, <laughs> but it's, I but know. It's dry. It's dry. Right? It's dry. Right. Very dry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's super dry. It's windy. It's the high desert, we call it. Okay. So, uh, that has to make for a fun mountain biking area. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've totally gotten into mountain biking just because it's something to do during COVID and I live right there and I feel like I should be taking advantage of it. You know, you said you're, you're, uh, you were just pre pre COVID. You were pretty into CrossFit and some, oh, some yeah. serious workouts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, you know, I love doing group fitness stuff because it reminds me of Eau Claire Memorial. You know, it reminds me of track or volleyball or whatever. And flux capacitor. So I probably don't even have to ask this. You you have signed up for Billy's class, correct? <laughs> you know what? It's on my birthday. And I keep thinking to myself that I'm actually going to, you know, do something special for my birthday this year. But, but you're old. You're old. It's 7 p.m. <laughs> That's way past whatever you're going to do for your and birthday. And I guess that will be my special is working out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Perfect. Working awesome. out on Zoom on my Ellen's birthday. Ellen's in. Ellen. And you did also tell us that your daughter has your old Abe track jacket. You I better know, be wearing right? that for the class. Yeah. You have to wear that for the class. She's actually the one who encouraged me to do the podcast. She, Good for her. I know. <laughs> she has been listening to it. Um, her dad and I split up and her dad lives in Tucson still. So he and I will meet like halfway. Right. Uh -huh. And so we're always driving like every other weekend. And I threw on the podcast for her and, you know, of course, her biggest comment is, oh, my God, their accents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's familiar with Eau Claire. Like, um, you know, she doesn't remember when she was a baby and we lived there, but she has gone back and stayed with my parents and gone to Camp Manitou even. So she she really digs on Wisconsin. And that's uh, cool. Yeah, I hope. I hope there's, I don't think there's really a situation where I'd be able to send my son to Camp Manitoba, but I'd love for him to go for one year. That's really cool. So That's funny really cool. story. She went and um, Amanda Stickler's son 
was there at the same time she was. Uh-oh. Stay away from those sticklers. Yeah. If she's, if she's listening to this episode on the way to Tucson right now, <laughs> stay away from those sticklers. Yeah. So <laughs> she was kidding. there at the same time. Um, and actually, she was in a cabin that I was in that I had written all sorts of graffiti on the wall or something. And I had found all sorts of graffiti. And yeah, she's she. That's cool. She likes all this stuff. She likes to listen to how you know, mom was in high school and middle school and all these stories. So, so we won't tell any of the real Ellen Bound stories. We'll keep. Oh those. yeah, you totally. Can. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of them actually. No, you were a good kid. <laughs> I would say for sure, you were definitely a good kid. Yeah, I don't think there's. I mean, there might be a couple, but I don't. You didn't hang out with you didn't hang out with me and Hoban. That makes you probably. A- <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys were like on the external. You were in the circle of people, but I feel like kind of the fringe area. The fringe. Yeah. You were the fringe, yeah, for sure. Like, um, I feel like I knew Kevin. I feel like I knew you through Brian Fuller. More. Yeah, and and Brian and Abe and I were good friends. Abe Nick, too. Nick was a good friend, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then we Hoban, I feel like, was sort of fringe of basketball. Yes, friends. you know, yes. like Justin and yes, um, and you were quite the athlete back then. I mean, I I forgot until I kind of read <laughs> your stuff, but you yeah. were in track and you were in yeah. basketball. Like you were a serious player. I yeah, right? I really I really loved. Um, sports you know at, at... and you still hang out with like kj you said and some of the other yeah speaking players? of crossfit queen i think she's yeah, a crossfit right. coach yeah she better be doing billy's class too i think she if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that kj teaches crossfit which i don't cool. i don't even know i yeah i don't i'm not that good <laughs> you know when i lived in eau claire when i when i first um was married and had my daughter i saw kj quite a bit um, but now, you know, over the past couple of years, I've just lost touch, you know, it happens. So it happens. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, so there's, there's the potential to be some pretty superior athletes on this, uh, class with Billy. Is that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Andy, Andy, and, me and you girl. <laughs> I should, I shouldn't tell. Well, now Billy will know, but you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook anymore. And that's because my students always like sure. said facebook we don't do that anymore you know i said oh we, i thought it was very like tech savvy as a professor like we have a facebook page and you can look at the assignments <laughs> on facebook page and all this and they were like um profe nobody uses <laughs> facebook anymore <laughs> and that kind of like shut it down for me i was like oh you know and then i That's think it, yeah i just sort of stopped <laughs> being on facebook because it didn't really serve me anymore i guess but then i realized i've missed out in in um you know i guess connecting with people still and and uh so i have instagram though and billy puts all of her workouts on there really wow little does she know for free i <laughs> I, <laughs> I should be paying her but she puts like half of her workouts on there and i'm like ooh, i'm gonna do that today right so i should actually be paying bj it's all good <laughs> so am i gonna am i gonna get my butt i've never watched one of her workouts yeah so she, am i gonna get my butt kicked she just makes it look seamless you know she yeah. makes it look I mean, so easy and her core and her athleticism is just yeah it's it's amazing and hoban was telling me on the phone the other day that he thinks he can outplank her yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Why am I laughing? You might be able to, you know? I don't know. No, 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 I think no. we should try on the 13th. There's no chance. <laughs> I'll be shaped like a U. In a <laughs> so, Ellen, the, the Billy's class is on the 13th of March. Yeah. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. West Coast. And uh, uh, you can, since you're not on Facebook, uh, I will shoot you the link to sign up over email since I have your email. Right. Okay. Anyone else who wants that link who's not on Facebook, email us at circa 95 at gmail.com. And we'll send you the link to sign up for Billy's class on March 13th. All right. It'll be my birthday event that's awesome I'll get to see yeah, all you guys contorting and <laughs> planking <laughs> you got a big birthday too that's huge yeah 40 44 i think i'm going nice. 44 right. yeah yeah good times so do you do you get to uh indulge in some good tequila down there i wish i were more of a tequila person but i've had um i've had some bad experiences with tequila. yeah yeah yeah, tequila nice. is kind of one of those things down here, kind of like craft beers or something is tequila yes. is kind of a thing here. And, and, uh, the, you know, there's even seminars on the agave plant and, you know, you can get into tequilas, but where I live, the County where I live is actually, um, really famous for wine. So okay. that's a little more up my alley, I think, than tequila. Tequila, I've just had bad, bad, bad good experiences with. Yes, so. yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of like bourbon or whiskey where the people who are serious about it, they just kind of like sip it. And they, they like when I took the tour of, uh, of one in, in Mexico, they were saying like it's called get familia with it. <laughs> Where you, you like have to sniff it through your nose and breathe it out your mouth like six times before you actually take a sip <laughs> to really to really get the, the sugars. Where I don't did know. you go in Mexico I, that you were? Uh, so that was what's the island in the Gulf? I just can't Casumel? think. Of the, I mean, Casamel, yeah. yeah. So uh, we went there, and the company, the tour we did has a tequileria or whatever in um, Jalisco. Okay, yeah. Got it. So, but they just had this, they had like the tour and like, you know, the representation at a store um, in Cozumel. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he tried and they told you all how to, how to taste it. How they and, make it and, yeah. and how to taste it. And yeah, it was like a tasting yeah. stuff. It was, it was cool. But uh, yeah, they, I mean, they take it like really oh, seriously. Yeah. And, and you know what? I actually like the taste better than whiskey or bourbon personally. Like, yeah. I mean, the like really, really expensive stuff is, is really good. It's just, um, <laughs> it'll f you up <laughs> yeah and you know what that's the thing that's i mean thing i really can't gotten... mince words it'll it'll yeah yeah i've i've had that experience with whiskey so i don't like whiskey i've actually never had that experience where i like got sick off of tequila right. so i can st i can still like tolerate tequila yeah. but whiskey i can't do whiskey or bourbon it just makes my stomach turn yeah yeah i you know it's it's something that i don't you know i don't I don't know a lot about spirits and I think growing up in Wisconsin, <laughs> I don't know how to, you know, drink that stuff in moderation very well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> You're you right. know, growing up in the Midwest, it's like, yeah, I wish yeah. I could sniff it and taste it and all that. But after two shots of the tequila, like <laughs> I'm not tasting yeah. and sniffing and appreciating the tequila anymore, probably. So. <laughs> 
it's so true. Like moving out to the East Coast and finding out that if you go to the grocery store, first of all, only certain grocery stores can sell beer and they can only sell beer. Yeah. Um, and then you can only buy 12, like, I think, it, what is it, like 120 ounces at a time wow. of any beer. So you can only get a 12 pack at the grocery store at any time. Are you, because you're outside Philly, my sister lives in Pittsburgh, so. Yeah, yeah that's a PA rule, so huh. I'm sure she probably has the same, yeah, same deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, my sister and brother-in-law lived in Utah for a while, and some places out west have kind of these strange rules about, um, yeah. <laughs> about the percentage <laughs> of alcohol and things like that, but. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, every time I go home or every time around, you know, Midwesterners, I feel like I drink a lot or people kind of go like, wow, you know, you put away that beer or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then when I go home, I'm just a t- total lightweight, you know? And, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and some of those rules are only weird to Wisconsinites. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? That we're yeah. just, yeah, we're, I guess we're probably hardcore alcoholics and we don't right, we right. don't really I, recognize it so when i was in cincinnati i had some friends who had moved to uh they had moved to cincinnati from north carolina and we met in a park like a, a big city park mm-hmm. in the middle of downtown cincinnati mm-hmm. and i'm like you guys want to go get a beer <laughs> and they're like what what do you mean like a bar we have our kids i'm like no 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 the park sells beer. They're like, what? <laughs> the park sells beer? Well, of course, you know. Like, yeah, of course, duh. Any festival, I sort of walk around like expecting like, where's the beer tent, you know? And why aren't we walking around with yeah. beers? Like this would be so much better with beers, you know? But yeah, do they? Mm-hmm. So so Arizona, like so here, Weird. if there's a music festival, they can sell beer, like an outdoor music festival can sell beer, but it has to be in this restricted area. Yeah. Like, behind like behind the stage that you need a wristband to get into and like all these yeah well quakers yeah quakers don't drink yeah Yeah. i just think of my brother-in-law because he used to drive like outside of utah to get you know his beer he would he he actually worked for track a bike company and he would have to leave and go to wyoming or whatever to get you know a decent um buy beer you know so i i don't know he's from pittsburgh and he's never really talked about that but i believe that maybe they maybe maybe it's a little different because their pittsburgh wasn't quakers maybe yeah maybe yeah but you know i i just feel arizona in general um there's a big california element in arizona too now definitely not where i live well maybe it's getting a little more that way but um i think you know in in general the west coast compared to the midwest is definitely more you know health conscious maybe or (laughs) a little more (laughs) a little more you know um i don't know they just don't fit maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe they just yeah yeah don't drink as much and um maybe imbibe in other things i don't know but you know what would i know about that stuff but i think (laughs) but i think it's just it's something about the midwest that was always very much attached to yeah we have to have alcohol with this or beer or whatever and that just makes the fun you know well speaking of the midwest let's uh Let's take a break here and then get into high school when we get back. More ECM circa 1995 coming up right after this commercial. All right, we are back with Ellen Bounds and you're going to teach 
uh, Hoban and I, and Annie Palm wasn't sure either, and anyone else. <laughs> I don't think anybody know, is. Doesn't Even know how to students. pronounce the last name. <laughs> what is what is the last name? All right. So the last name is Vujasinovich. Vujasinovich. Yeah. So the J is like a a Y, and then the C actually has an accent on it. It's uh, Ch. So That's very just, beautiful. I wouldn't have yeah. thought it was that beautiful sounding when I just by looking uh, at it. Yeah, and... it looks very intimidating. Like when my students will get my name on their schedule, they're like, oh, crap. You know, like, <laughs> what is this? You know, and then I mean, some people actually, you know, try. Um, but yeah, I'm just, you know, Dr. V or profe or professor, whatever. Well, and, you know, if, if someone if someone like one of your students or, or anyone pronounces that like the right way the first time that they're a pretty intelligent individual (laughs) maybe (laughs) well you know i teach uh, i teach student teachers right so they're going into they are you know pre-service teachers and so i talk about that a lot though about how important it is to get students names right and you know how it's part of their identity because i noticed with my daughter because that's her dad's name right yeah. So I've had this name for 18 years or whatever. And I, I, I guess I could have gone back to Bounds, but I never have, I think, partially because of my daughter. And then just, you know, in my career and writing and not everything, I've always used to be Sinovich. So and to all my students, I'm Dr. V. So I just sort of kept it that way. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a Serbian. Her dad is Serbian, Serbian Croatian. Um, okay. And so the last name is uh is Serbian. And, you know, I think what I tell my students is, you know, oftentimes when you're teachers, there'll be teachers who say, oh, I can't say that last name or oh, I'll just call you whatever. But I do say that it is important to recognize what people's names are and how they're called. And, um, you know, it, it validates who they are, you know, um, and and where they're coming from. And I like my daughter's name is Marina, right? M-A-R-I-N-A. And Man, I don't know how people butcher her name because it's pretty easily spelled and everything. And people will call her Marina or Mariana or whatever. And I just say, you know, it's okay that you correct them. It's okay that you, we named you that for a reason, you know, and your family has history and your name has history. And um, so when I'm teaching teachers, we we talk about that. but yeah, I know it's really. An oh man, I I rather be corrected. <laughs> I rather be. I mean, I think people in general would rather be corrected than no, you know, go around not knowing that they're butchering it. You know. Yeah, some people. You'd be surprised though, Kevin. Like a lot of teachers will just kind of the ones who just the, the ones who just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah. you have a you have an ethnic sounding name, so yeah. I'm just gonna pretend like you're not. You know, you don't exist, or your name doesn't exist, and and that's something I talk about with teachers. You know, that they really, if they don't know how to say it, great, they can ask. You know, and and get it right. Um, because I think I just think that's really important for teachers to really kind of see their students and who they are and, and their identity, right? Well, and how meaningful for the students too when there is a teacher or teachers that get it right, right. and others that don't. I would think there's immediately more of a connection and appreciation for that teacher. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I know my daughter always says, you know, her social studies teacher always gets her name right and always makes it. And 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 she does notice that, you know. And I think it, it just uh, shows that you care about where they're coming from and who they are, 
you know, and granted, you know, in Eau Claire, everybody was Johnson and Anderson and, (laughs) you know, so maybe the diversity or last names weren't as um, difficult for teachers. But yeah, I think um, having been a high school teacher and an elementary school teacher, names matter, names matter. And it is important that if a teacher mispronounces a name that, you know, that they get it right. Yeah, Goral's not an easy one. I don't recall it really? really getting. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people go Gorley or, you know, <laughs> I get I get a lot of weird ones, but I don't remember any any teachers specifically butchering it. They ever. just called you Goiter. Yeah, yeah probably <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever had a teacher. No. Goiter. I don't. No. I don't think. I don't remember, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. Probably. Yeah. And, um, but I do think, um, listening to Tony Marchese's, I'm pretty sure that there were teachers who were like, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. That sounds about right. And what's weird is I taught, you know, I taught high school, um, a lot of high school I taught in Chippewa actually at Chai High. And, um, it's funny because I try to think of all these memories from Eau Claire Memorial and I realize that I, I conflate my former students with people that I went to school with, like all of the high school teaching kind of, you know, that the fact that I've had students in high school versus uh, you guys, and it all kind of blends together sometimes. Like, were you my, (laughs) (laughs) were you my student or did I go to school with you? Right. So so you see students now who are teachers, right. Who were, who were my students at Chai High yeah, you know, back in like 2004, yeah. who are now, you know, on Instagram. in their 30s. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like if you didn't feel freaking old. <laughs> right. Before, right. And they're complaining about, oh, God, you know, and, and teaching right. and whatever. And I'm like, there's a moment where I sometimes say, you know, we're, ah, did I go to high school with you? Was that Eau Claire Memorial or was that me teaching high school? kind of uh, a thing so it was kind of like going through high school again in some respects it was it was weird that's weird so if you saw like a, a smoke show walking Ooh. down the, <laughs> the hallway with a nice like pair Hobin. of shoes you'd be like oh Hoban <laughs> I was thinking about um you know it's funny because Hoban you have such a distinctive laugh I don't know if anybody's ever said that to you but... no they haven't but <laughs> yeah but you have you have this distinctive laugh and it's so funny to hear on the podcast because you have like this little like knowing laugh or this kind of like, um, I don't know, like you're up to something. And I had so many students like you, you know, like. He's always up to something. Yeah. Like in your laugh, you're like, you know, you might, you might not say a whole lot, but you're up to something. We're gonna. I'm putting together a special bonus episode that's gonna be 20 minutes of Hoban laughing. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I, and you know it's funny because I haven't Hoban. I haven't seen you, and you know I don't even know if I saw you at the tenure. Um, no, but I, so in I, my I mind, you are the same person when you're talking. You're the same person in my head. You know that you were in high school. Because he's and, not on. He's not on any social media. Either, yeah, so and, and I don't really. Yeah. I don't really engage in that either. So the vision yeah. I have when you're talking on a podcast is you were in high school. I, I will um, say that the <laughs> the visual has changed quite a bit. And then you add leggings to it. Yes. 
the first time Hoban and I FaceTimed with like Colop and Monty and uh, <laughs> McCarthy and, and Danny Craig, we were uh, all kind of like blown away. Uh, <laughs> 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 when Hoban got on. And you guys have hair is the question. Well, we all have hair. hair. Oh, you do. Yeah, just some of some of, some of us have hair that's a different color these days. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I've been gray since I was was about thirty, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Silver fox. Well, and, and I, I will say the first time when we FaceTimed, it was a couple of months into COVID and lockdowns. <laughs> and we, we just had a a, a a daughter, and she cried all the time. Right. Working all yeah. the time. And I was aging at like probably, <laughs> probably a clip of maybe five years every month. The Benjamin so. Button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told my wife we're going to emerge from this 70 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we kind of plateaued, but it was, it was rough early. <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt that. If I go into the whole workout on the 13th on my birthday, I'm sure you guys will look different as ever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And he'll be in leggings, which is like, wow. I'm not gray. (laughs) I'm not gray. I'm just fat. So there's that. (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. So Uh, it's funny that I see you guys when I hear you. I see that face, right? So it'll be it'll be fun. Because I I I see your face as well. Because I haven't (laughs) seen I haven't seen you. I wasn't there at the ten year. Right. Uh, Yeah. I actually wasn't there at the 20. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely have not seen you. So that's. Mm-hmm. Um, you totally need to wear, Ellen, you need to wear the track jacket. Oh, yeah. So my mom workout. just gave that to my daughter. Yeah. And um, yeah. I don't know where my mom, Rosemary, if you guys remember Rosemary and Jim, they still have a house in Eau Claire. And, and then they live here part of the year, too. Not oh, in cool. um, Sierra Vista, but north of Tucson. They're about two hours away. So. Um, yeah, cool. she just gave that to her and she'll, she'll put it on like today. She went out with a couple friends. Um, they go and they're not in school. They're supposed to go back to school on Monday, but, um, they, you know, go out on the trails to mountain bike and, uh, she'll have to wear a windbreaker and grab that. And yeah, little Eau Claire Memorial gear. That's cool. It's really cool. <laughs> Super yeah. cool. All day pride. Totally. <laughs> I can't believe my mom kept that. I, I have some old day pride I'm going to wear for the workout for sure. <laughs> if it fits. If it doesn't look completely it's ridiculous. Okay if it I haven't, fit. Yeah, I haven't tried it on in years and years and years. So, so we're, we'll we're into cycling here more. And so we, you know, and my partner, um, whenever I say boyfriend, I feel like Stifler's mom or something. Yeah, but you know what, <laughs> dude? I, call he's my boyfriend, boyfriend but he's it makes you sound younger. <laughs> and then it makes me sound like younger too because it makes me sound younger because I'm I'm friends and talking to someone who has a boyfriend. You know, so, <laughs> I like it. Go with boyfriend. It sounds great. No, I just feel like I'm. Yeah. Anyway, my part- <laughs> my guy, right? Your yes, guy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Your dude. My guy. Um, so he is a, he's a former road cyclist. Now he does mountain biking and everything, but he's, you know, I, I think about when you guys talk about the leggings, him and his friends, just all they do is walk around in spandex. So I don't, to me, the leggings is not any big big deal. deal. Yeah. Right. No, (laughs) they're wearing like just, yeah, full spandex outfits. 
you know. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna don the leggings for the workout. What I don't want to joggers. Anybody. I thought about joggers. You know, I was like, well, you know what I mean by joggers, right? I'm wearing a pair right now. Oh, yeah. so yeah, I love them. I love them. Yeah. Did your wife like, get oh, you those? She actually did get me these. <laughs> of course she but, did. But <laughs> but this was way before the the leggings phase. Like she got them a long time ago. Right. It's sort of the comfort of the leggings, but not so awkward looking. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I think they look fantastic. But uh, I also think leggings look fantastic. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not shy. So is this like the old school like George Costanza sweatpants? <laughs> no, it's the, the the ones that taper down to the ankle. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, joggers. A little more modern. Hoban, you need mm-hmm. to get up to snuff on joggers. Yeah, yeah. joggers are where it's at. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of when we used to roll our jeans at the bottom, <laughs> and I have a problem with that. Like, I felt like that was not cool when we did that. See, that's the problem. That was joggers look like that. That's right. the problem. Was that was cool as hell, and you just forgot how cool it was. It was kind well, of a pain I, in the ass, though. Like, if your jeans came undone and they were not rolled, people. Right. <laughs> that, yeah, South Junior High. I mean, I know it's Eau Claire Memorial podcast, but South Junior High had some crazy. I think that was the toughest, right? Oh, my God. For me, yeah. I mean, I look at the my daughter. The insecurity da- was just My daughter's horrible. in seventh grade. And, you know, it's sad because she's only been to school a couple times in seventh grade, which is so sad, you know. And and um, Arizona is just yeah awful with COVID. <laughs> so, um, you know, her not going to school is fine for me. But the whole experience of junior high um, – I'm not sure if I feel bad that she's not in junior high or if it's okay to just skip over it because it's yeah, so right. awful, you know? The, the only thing is hopefully like, hopefully that the maturity level, even though it's all virtual now, the maturity level still goes up. So it's not like, you know, freshman, sophomore year and now seventh and eighth grade, the way the kids, are, you know, like, yeah, that's the danger, I guess. I don't know. She went for like a month of September. Arizona was doing pretty good. Um, in the summertime and she went for about a month and she just she was loving it and you know everything seemed to be going well and then they opened everything up in Arizona including um, restaurants which I always thought was kind of bizarre because I know in Pennsylvania my sister lives in Pittsburgh and you know I haven't personally been inside a restaurant in about a year but here they have people go into the restaurant with a mask but then once you sit down you take off the mask yeah, I've heard and that, I'm that like, the states are doing that. I don't scientifically I can't figure out why that is okay, but <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me when you're chewing food and talking and yeah, yeah it just seems counterintuitive, but yeah, they either <laughs> either all or nothing I think is Yeah, yeah, you know, all or nothing. Like if yeah, you're going to do that, yeah. like why is everybody even bothering, you know? It's right. kind of like or right. or eat outside. You know, a lot of people were lucky enough that you know, you can eat outside here and whatnot. So um Yeah, Arizona, why would you even go inside? You know where <laughs> I live the summertime. Cold, you know, where I live because of oh, elevation. That's right. But yeah, in Tucson, yeah. Phoenix especially, um yeah, people I don't even know why people would go inside to be honest with you. But yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she went back, she went to junior high for about a month and it was great. And then they shut her, shut it down. And then it looks like next week they're going to go back and they just, they, they stay in a bubble, you know, with the same kind of teacher team. And then they all wear masks all day and you have to drive up and they take their temperature and quarantine them. And 
Um, so even though it's a little bit strange, it's way better than her sitting in um, in front of the computer all day. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, definitely. Um, I li- I listened to Jesse Macknick Uh-oh. talking about her son um, evading. <laughs> <laughs> And it made me laugh, but at the same time, like, it's kind of, <laughs> I, I will, I'll go into her bedroom and she's like doing this kind of pathetic PE workout by herself, you know, yeah. all these kids on the screen and, and they're just like, duh, 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 you know, it just seems so unmotivating, you know, but you know what you remember, see, you're forgetting how unmotivated we were for the real in person, <laughs> you know, like. It's not like we were out there like doing like military calisthenics. Or but I was into you know? PE. Like I don't know if you guys remember that, but like I love PE. I love PE. You were a little. Athlete, I love yeah. sports. Yeah. Like, and if one of my coaches was the uh, the PE teacher, then I just had to, you know, go hardcore. Right. right of course. So. Well, I can I can assure <laughs> you and, and comfort you in the fact that I took very little. Uh, <laughs> I took very little pride in my PE workout. Um, and mostly like when we had a run, I would like walk. Yeah, yeah. So and that's, that's probably, pretty normal. Yeah. Probably the same enthusiasm that your daughter has virtually. <laughs> <laughs> she really loves sports and everything. So that's something she's missing out on. In fact, she, yeah. you know, with a mountain bike, we just, um, that's something we've been able to do as a family, but like stay away from people basically. Um, that's a great activity. Yeah, it's for been sure. really great. It makes me feel kind of like I'm a kid again because when you get out there on the dirt and ride your bike around, and it, I don't know, there's something special about it. And then also knowing that you could break bones too is kind of fun. So, um, yeah, so she's been doing that. And we were in a race like two or three weekends ago, and she she completely smoked me. I mean, she, she's, uh, she's five, eight at age 13. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> basketball. Of, um, no, but she wants to play volleyball like I did. So I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty stoked. You know, I'm pretty excited for her. Um, she's definitely taller than I ever was. We're different kinds of athletes, but it's kind of fun. You know, she's, she's been in quarantine, my, my um, workout buddy and she'll run with me and do things with me and garage workouts and whatnot. And it's kind of fun, you know? So um, that's gotta be a ton of fun. I, I I'm hope lucky. to be able to do that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Can you keep up? Can you keep up? No, with her? no, not at no? all. I mean, for, I could keep up with the old ladies doing mountain biking and you'd be surprised. I mean, there's ladies in their forties and fifties where, you know, I can beat, people on climbs, you know, as far as fitness level and everything. But when it comes to the technical stuff and going through, you know, rock gardens and all that, I'm just, I'm completely freaked out and walk it half the time and then have to make up the time by climbing again past women. But yeah, um, yeah some of these women are really badass, even in their forties and fifties. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun. And um, every time I get done with a mountain bike event. I just thank God that I haven't broken anything because <laughs> right, right. there's so many close calls, you know, like while I'm riding, I, you know, lots of clanking and like rim strikes and hitting the pedals against rocks and everything. So I'm just, when I'm done, I'm super excited that I didn't <laughs> kill myself basically. Well, and outside of a, your helmet, you're like very exposed. Oh yeah. It, yeah. 
yeah, there's not a lot to uh, protect you if you do take a spill. Is it is it a uh, school sport for your daughter? So actually, they do have down here. They actually have a uh, high school mountain bike team. So she's on that. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, so, and then we're involved with uh, National Inter- Interscholastic NICA uh, Cycling Association. And so they've been able to do some things um, still because kids can take off at like a staggered start. So you're not really racing against anybody, which of course is hard because you're racing against yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And so, um, so you're staggered starting to try to keep the distance from people. But, um, and then of course you wear a mask when you start and then when you finish too. Um, But it is still a good way to kind of do some kind of sport and get out there. And as a family, we've had a lot of fun and we live right by mountain bike trails now. So, you know, I came came home from work this afternoon from teaching and she was going out to the trail and we live in such a small town that it's kind of like Eau Claire in the sense that she can take her bike out and, and just go. I'm not, that's nice. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Now in Tucson, it wasn't like that, but here kids go and ride their bikes and do jumps and go on the trails and there's always people there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we, we moved from Cincinnati uh, like a year and a half ago to where we are now. And we were in downtown and there, you'd never, I would never even be able to let my kid bike anywhere. Right. It was just not, not a thing. And, and here I see, you know, seven, eight, nine year old kids riding their bikes down the road. I'm like, oh, great. He'll be able to do it that. It makes you know? feel kind of like when we were growing up. Um, I grew up in a really great neighborhood in Eau Claire. I lived across yeah. the street from Dave Nordstrom and I'm trying to think who else was in that neighborhood. Laura Shragi, um, and so many great people in that neighborhood. And we just, yeah, we got on our bikes and, you know, just went. And so if she can do that, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, you know, the kids around here do that and it's fine. Although, once they got into about middle school, I think Lowe's Creek was a site of, of naughtiness. And <laughs> <laughs> Just fog machines and lasers. I don't think we, I don't think I know anything about that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lowe's Creek was, was fun stuff. And I, you know, it's I lived right off of F, so I knew all about it. And, and, uh, and I, I think I was there on, on occasion. Right. Right. Just occasion for your daughter. <laughs> So you were, you were talking about uh, hobbies now, like, well, you know, activities. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that there's a, a hobby that you want to learn and you're hoping that there's a class of 95er who could reach out to you if they happen to know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the pasta? The pasta. Okay, so yeah. So you guys keep talking about, you know, the maple syrup and the, oh, but I'm not sure if you, what your hobby spinning uh-huh. he does a lot of spinning <laughs> in leggings um do you wear do you wear spandex when you do spinning Hoban? i never wear spandex Laura, no for okay. any type of activity whatsoever okay <laughs> so no i wear right. knee length baggy shorts when i spin <laughs> yeah he's lying they're tiger shorts you know they are yeah. <laughs> and they're Red. fair game to pull down I, right? I don't like i don't like any thigh showing whatsoever <laughs> no, no thigh <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, so the um, the pasta thing. So I have a little more time on my hands. When I worked at University of Arizona, and I, I think I wrote you guys this, that, you know, I never really thought I'd teach community college because I was kind of in a research mode and I was at UVA, which is a research one university. And, you know, I really got caught up in, in that. And once I kind of got a taste of community college and just teaching, and not having to yeah. research, 
um, I finally kind of rediscovered that I had other things in my life besides my job, you know. You found some happiness. Uh, maybe. Or life balance, yeah. you know, because yeah, yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was um, spending a lot of time writing and researching and, and being in a very competitive academic <laughs> atmosphere. And I was a single mom too. And it was just, it was brutal, you know, and um, having kind of done community college now, I don't, I don't know that I would go back. You know, I think that I have more life balance and I'm able to think about things like, Hey, I'm going to start making my own pasta <laughs> um, and things that I have more time to do. So, so you, I, do you, are you just a really big fan of pasta oh, yeah. or love, you've seen it made before and you like, love you think that. It looks like fun? I feel like there's yeah. nobody, I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain, like who might have, you know, an Italian background or have maybe married an Italian or Marchese, but yeah. he's making burgers. Right. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to rack my brain. Would love to find out if anybody was making homemade pasta. Um, I'm always, I want to be one of those old ladies that's making pasta for their grandkids and making homemade pasta and, you know, I don't know. I just, I love it. I like the whole tradition of it. I like the artisanry and it's just something that I enjoy. I know we're not supposed to eat carbs and everything, but uh, <laughs> I guess. moderation. moderation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I think you're, I think you're onto something there. I think people, I know I have, uh, my wife has, my wife has immersed herself in knitting. She's always been a knitter, okay. but she's like incredible now. Like she made me a pair of Bernie mittens. Like they're perfect. Like she is fantastic. She makes stuff like people are just like blown away when they see what, you know, she wears the sweaters that she makes herself. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but I think that's like, you know, and I'm doing the maple syrup and yeah, chopping yeah, wood. I've, heard and, about the syrup. <laughs> I, I've become a lumberjack. So, <laughs> but I, a lot of people are kind of immersing themselves into these cause there's not other stuff to do. right? Yeah. Now, and I think, know? you know, I think I was going, going, going for a long time and I've kind of reached a point in my life where I'm a little more settled, you know, I'm living yeah. like kind of in a rural area and COVID kind of slowed me down even more, which was actually a good thing, you know, cause I was like, yeah. Hey, there's more to life than, you know, publishing journal articles and whatever. And so I, um, yeah, I think pasta, I don't know. I just, every, People already like my pasta, but I feel kind of ashamed that I make pasta still out of the um, the regular the box. Yeah, the box. The box. I feel like yeah. I should be doing yeah. the real deal. You know, I just don't. Know. Yeah. So I don't know how to go about it. I don't know what the tips are. So if anybody out there is a homemade pasta maker, and I mean from scratch, I mean, you know, the hours. I feel. I I feel like Andy Spicks. What? Like, <laughs> he, he seemed like he seemed like he was moving from beer to coffee to wine <laughs> to just yeah. about everything i was a sexy beast there's probably nothing that andy Spix can't do that feels greedy that's the it's thing felt and if way. he does <laughs> andy if there's something that you can't do i'm sure you can find the answer you know right right <laughs> such a we have an amazing class like i think about i even try to you know talk to people i know about how talented and you know um, interesting people are that we graduated with, you know, and everybody can kind of, um, 
you know, I listen to the podcast and I say, wow, you know, people are informing me just by talking about themselves, informing me about life, about their job, about whatever it is, you know, and it's just, it's pretty incredible. We had really talented people that we graduated with, you know, that I would have never known at the time when we were in high school. I've never, I never would have had that kind of, you know, self-reflection, but um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how talented people are that we graduated with. Oh, and I want to, I want to oh, go ahead. Hoban. I was just gonna say in the, you know, not only talented, but like really good people. Yeah. I was, I was talking to my brother. He was a few years younger than us. Um, he was asking about this, about the podcast and stuff. And I was just telling him that, you know, I don't remember, I don't remember everybody off the top of my head, but there are so many people when somebody throws out a name, you know, that we should interview him like oh yeah he was a really great guy or yeah she was really cool she was really nice like there were so many good nice people um and you know I I don't know if most classes are that way but it's it it's amazing how many people uh you could just sit and talk with uh and catch up with and uh you know have a great time with and uh that's pretty yeah I mean I think the the interesting perspective I have having moved away and also living in Eau Claire too. I did live in Eau Claire for a number of years um, after living in Spain and, and um, came back to Eau Claire and, you know, it was like with some people, I just kind of picked up where I left off and I always felt at home there. And then having taught in other parts of the country too, I realized like we got a really good education as well. You know, our teachers, as much as we kind of make fun or, laugh about (laughs) different teachers and whatnot, you know, the state of education um, in other parts of the United States is is really not anything as good as what we had, you know, at Eau Claire. Eau Claire Memorial had, you know, we got, we got a pretty good baseline education. And, and I think, um, like you say, in addition to that, that people were good people, they're honest people, they're hardworking people. And, you know, the, the people don't, put on a lot of airs and they're very authentic, you know, and they are who they are. And I don't know. Yeah. There's definitely something about having grown up in that, in that area that, um, is really special, you know, as long as you were not on the North side, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you weren't a Husky, <laughs> I do feel like we, we need to start slamming North a little more often in this yeah. podcast. We don't do it nearly enough. I don't think. We're too nice. We we, 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 were, we were nice people. Well, we that's, were, well people I, make fun we of me. Nice. Even my partner, boyfriend slash whatever, my guy. My guy. Um, he always, he laughs because um, we used to have a lot of his friends are uh, Canadian cyclists, pro, pro cyclists that would come down to Arizona to train, right? And and uh, stay for a couple of weeks or whatever. And he always just laughs because we'd be like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Right. People tell me it's I totally say that word wrong all the time. To say sorry, but we're still saying sorry. And I always found it really comforting to have him around. And he was always like, "Why are you apologizing for not, for saying hello?" You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's something that's really um, definitely a Midwestern thing. And people are very polite and um, kind. And you know, where I live now, it's one of those places where it's a small enough place that. Like if I go um, run or walk the dog or, you know, mountain bike or something, everybody waves at each other, which is kind of Eau Claire-ish, you know, like, hey, you yeah. know, 
Um, whereas in Tucson and, and, and Phoenix, you know, you don't get that as much. So um, that's kind of nice about living here. It's definitely cowboyish, kind of different sometimes. But um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's I think we're going to stay here a while. So that's it's, it's kind of is that where. Is is that where Baskets is filmed? And oh, that's Tucson, isn't it? Or, um, you know, hmm. Baskets is an FX show with uh, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I gotta watch that. Oh, it's it's pretty funny. I don't, I don't know if I it's on FX. Hulu. Maybe like, I don't have regular cable anymore. It might be on Hulu. Oh, yeah. yeah. I keep hearing about Hulu yeah. that I need to get Hulu. I only yeah. have Netflix and Prime, so I guess I like the last thing I need is to add more shows to my repertoire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about shows. What do you have for us? What, what do you All like? Right. What's so good? What do we need I to check you guys, out? Well, the British. I think people all need to explore the weird British crime shows, right? So, on Netflix, if you have like. Um, Oh, Broadchurch. Has anyone seen Broadchurch? No? No. Okay. Like, but if you like a little bit fucked up, you know, like something that's just where you kind of walk away like that is really effed up, right? Broadchurch, um, Happy Valley is too. These are both British yeah, shows? Yeah, they're British. Like, do you like crime and thriller? Hoban loves Peaky Blinders, so mm. are they like that? Peaky Blinders they- is like, I would call it more of like a period show right oh, okay like did you like it's did British, you like right? deadwood peaky blinders reminds me of yes. like deadwood um but i love yeah. deadwood that's yeah, probably one it. of my favorite shows <laughs> i love deadwood, i always too. feel like i need to drink whiskey when i'm watching deadwood De- i kind of live I in it. deadwood i kind of live in the deadwood environment definitely that's cool um so is there a swear in there? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of two cocksucker, <laughs> two cocksucker. Total swear in That's a great. Right. I think I think right. Wu was my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Right. I love the uh, swear engine with the the peaches. Anytime they had a meeting, get the peaches out. Get the, <laughs> the peaches out. <laughs> and you know the way they and I have a linguistics background. You know, I'm always interested in language, and that language of that show is just crazy yeah it was oh. shakespearean that yeah. show was shakespearean it's weird. It, it, it really yeah. is and it's in an old west yeah world. yeah and so yeah if you are looking for that experience you guys need to come down here because it every day is kind of dead with it we might have to <laughs> hoping we could take this show on the road and do like remotes right yeah. we're live in <laughs> live in ellen bounds house <laughs> ellen do you have a pool <laughs> i wish there. yeah I- I love the sounds of the the sound of the area. It sounds great. It is really oh, nice. Man. I mean, also you might guys might want to look up Bisbee too. I would say Bisbee also that's also in this county. It's a little more of like a an art colony. It, it's a really interesting area, and I hate to talk about it. And you know why? Because I don't want people to come here. <laughs> yes, right. Because every nice <laughs> exactly gets like trash. people will people. see something on my yeah. Instagram and go, "Wait, where's that lake?" And I'm like, "Oh, right. somewhere in southern Arizona." Because I don't want people to know what we know, you know. Because already yeah. Tucson has become, in the last five years, incredibly crowded and not what it used to be. And so, um, I totally see with COVID, you know, people working more remotely and people. Um, you know, thinking, huh, I don't even need to be in the city. I can just be wherever, you know, and hike trails every day. Like I do. Right. Go to the zoom meeting, go back to the trails and it's it's pretty nice. 
Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I can't complain. I can't complain. But yeah, so British crime series. Okay, yeah, The Fall too. Do you guys like uh, Gil- is it Gillian or Gillian Anderson? Gillian Anderson, right from um, X Files. She does a lot of really weird, cool crime shows too on Netflix. Cool. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen any of those. No. Well, you might need to put on the subtitles. Are you adverse to that? <laughs> No, not at all. I, I'm not adverse, and actually, some of these shows that we've been watching, I could actually use some subtitles because it's hard to understand what people are saying. Like Peaky Blinders I is know. actually thick accents and the kind of a weird dialect, a little challenging yeah. to follow it all. But I mean, we've and- been watching Outlander, which is my partner, boyfriend slash guy, guy. calls Dude. it Scottish porn <laughs> basically because we just laugh because you know it's it's kind of a cool premise, but. The first season is is like you know don't watch it with your kids. Which one's which one's this? <laughs> yeah, go on. Like, <laughs> um, Outlander. It's called Outlander. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, well you have a out. baby, right? So that was three. Yeah, you don't have a thirteen-year-old that is waiting awake and yeah, you know, right, yeah. right. So yeah. you can you can watch Outlander whenever. Um, yeah. Outlander, um, definitely in the, it's Scottish, right? So it's Scottish English and I put the subtitles on. I can't understand what they're saying. Well, you know, we're getting older I too. So hear. subtitles aren't always <laughs> a bad thing. <laughs> you can only turn the TV so loud. At the, you know. I thought that was just me, but apparently. <laughs> no, that's called, that's called 40 and up, I think. Yeah. Well, now I'm wondering, I thought like these, the, like the sound quality was just <laughs> off. I'm thinking, why, why wouldn't we be able to hear this like crystally clear? Yeah. Maybe it's me that's yeah. the problem. And yeah. so you uh, got to put the captions on or the subtitles, even for English, sadly. Well, think about it, guys. We're like, we're probably the first generation to really grow up our pretty much entire lives with like Walkmans <laughs> and headphones, you know? So our, our hearing is probably not going to last that long. Did you guys go I to concerts think. too? Like I remember. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know what I was uh, playing on, but I remember, you know, getting dressed up in like combat boots and, and I was so not like that, you know, like I don't know what <laughs> I thought I was pretending to be for the night, but you know, like combat boots and jeans and some black graphic t-shirt or whatever and going down to uwc and was that for the uh slide I... Show? <laughs> I love it Probably. the aids benefit <laughs> no it's just whatever band you know i'm going to the was it aids benefit one two or three <laughs> i don't know but i do know yeah uwc and whatever their union was or something right and Somehow they let kids our age in there and we just co-mingled with university students. I don't, I don't know why that happened, but it did. And (laughs) 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 I think about it now and I was like, you know, yeah, it was just that era. And, you know, I didn't, I don't think um, that ruined my hearing. I think I'm just basically going pretty deaf too. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, our ears have done a lot. I mean, our ears are 43, 44 years old. You're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Between your, you know, kind listening skills and Hoban's perimenopausal advice, I think I need to talk to you guys <laughs> more often. Did you? Yeah. 
<laughs> so you what was it? How did it go? I, I think that was an editing thing. That's you just you just gotta power through it. Hope is that how you do it? You just gotta power power through it. I don't think that's how it went down live. <laughs> I swear on 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 my my son that I did not touch that. That is completely <laughs> completely all you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that that was taken out of context. For <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, guys, that's great. Did you, you tell your wife? Did you tell your wife? Your wife, your, wife no. your wife is probably younger though, right? A little bit younger. Uh, she's a few yeah. years younger. She's uh, she just she turned forty this. So year, when so she gets in her forties, you can say, you know, just push on through. Right, just power, power on through those through years, it. honey. All... <laughs> see how? Oh, I can just see admit, how she no luck. <laughs> 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 yeah, she'll, she'll love that. <laughs> that was good stuff. Thank you for bringing that up, Ellen. Sorry. Yes, that I should be brought listen. up. That should be brought I up more often. And you know, there's nothing to look at sometimes in the desert. You know, you just going through the t- yeah. rolling through the tumbleweeds and listening to Kevin and Andy. And <laughs> <laughs> well, Ellen, I, you, the the voicemail you left us was incredibly oh. nice. Uh, so sweet. Yeah, that was that was really really nice, and I don't know if you realized when you were leaving it that that meant you were going to be on the show <laughs> within a week. Or two. Uh, but you know, I think I... It, it was it was obvious we we, we were going to have you on. I had like that. a wild hair at my ass because my daughter, like I say, my daughter is listening to this, and she's like, "Mommy, Tim, you need to do this, and you need to be on the podcast, and yeah, yeah, and whatever." Awesome. And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "But I do need to drop him a line because we're having a lot of fun listening to it, and we're having a lot of chuckles." And she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe their accents, you know, and they're so funny." And- <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple local yokel. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I never really noticed that. And then I think if I spend enough time in Eau Claire, like uh, my accent starts morphing into what everybody else. Lots like right. too, you know. So. Right, right. Yeah, I I feel like that happens to me too. Like when I when I'm talk to more when I talk to people in Wisconsin, it comes out more in my voice. Oh yeah, too, yeah. You sure. can lay it on thick when you have to, you know. Yeah. Um. So the Fargo kind of. Yes. Yeah, there. <laughs> it's, it's a very sophisticated sounding accent. So yeah, she was like, "Mom, you need to do that." Whatever. I was like, "Well, I definitely need to tell them that they're, you know, doing a great job and." We're having fun listening to it and it's, it's been really nice. I haven't been able to get home, you know, from COVID and, and, uh, you know, the past couple of years for me have been pretty crazy with finishing my doctorate and finding a new job and moving and all that. So I haven't really been home and now that I'm kind of, you know, I guess settled and whatnot and, and hopefully COVID will at least be under control. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to go back and, um, see people and hang out. And, um, I definitely was seeing people more regularly when I lived there, you know, Amy and Amanda and, you know, Elise, um, interesting. I have not talked and I don't know if Elise listens to this, but I haven't talked to Elise since I got married my first marriage, which was like 2003. And I, you know, the last I knew she lived in Madison. So I don't know. I saw her at the, I don't know if I saw her at the 20 year, I, th- I know I started mm-hmm. the 10 year. I'm pretty sure I was at the 10 year because we lived there. I think we yeah. just walked around the corner and went. Yeah, I think I do remember seeing <laughs> but you. But 10 year is no fun because everybody's oh. still kind of like, 
well, I do this and yeah. I'm going to right, impress right. you with my resume, you know. Dude, you missed the, the oh, 20 year was fun. We had pretty much everybody ended up at uh was that shenanigans? <laughs> <laughs> and they played Shenans. like they played like old yeah. school movie and they have the same <laughs> dance floor and we were dancing on the same oh dance God, floor yeah. that we did, you know. Remember the Wednesday nights in the summer, the teen yeah. nights on Wednesday nights in the it summer? Is yeah. um, You know, the downtown has changed so much. I dropped my daughter off because um, she stays with my – she was staying with my parents for a couple weeks in the summer and um, had made little friends in the neighborhood and whatnot. They live in Pine Park, so it's kind of the whole – she kind of gets the Eau Claire experience uh, occasionally. And so she would go there, and I didn't even recognize the downtown. You know, I was like, wow the confluence center and all these bars, you know, that I hadn't noticed or anything like that when we lived there. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty trendy, pretty. <laughs> I would imagine too, with like COVID and people working remotely now that if, if you live in Minneapolis, you, I mean, why wouldn't you, you know, you want to get yeah. out of the city, you go to somewhere like Eau Claire and travel up there once a month if you have to. Yeah. You know? I really, see things going that way you know I really even yeah. with my job um I you know because I cover a whole county and even Sonora Mexico you know that the cool thing about everybody having zoom now or assuming that everybody has zoom is that you know now we can say all right this class is going to be LSA live streaming anywhere and so that's yeah. essentially how I'm teaching anymore. It's not what I planned. It's not what I, you know, was trained to do, but it's what I'm doing now. And it's, it's okay. You know, it's, it's fine. Kind of convenient, especially once you get to, uh, into your forties and don't <laughs> want to go anywhere anymore. Or like <laughs> I'll go on the mountain bike trail in the morning and then I get yeah. ready for class. I, well, I can, the cool thing about here is I can just ride to work too, you know, on my bike or whatever and show up and I actually, I do actually go to work. Um, I'm one of those people that can't work at home very well. I go to my office, um, either find things to clean or cook or um, they bother me. My family just bothers me and says like, (laughs) (laughs) even now, like you guys won't believe it, but I'm in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Is it heated? Uh, It doesn't need to be. It's Arizona. Yeah. Okay. So right. I'm in the garage right. and I was like, don't, you know, don't talk to me. I want to, I want to have all, cause, because uh, yeah, they're just, I don't know whether they're needy or whether I just, uh, COVID we're, we're all together like 24 seven too, you know? And, definitely test relationships <laughs> and everything. And, you know, yes. we have a teenager in the house. And so it's, it's, it's interesting. Right. So probably been good for anyone in a, in a newer relationship. Like if you've made it through this year, yeah. you're still together. Yeah. Like that's a, yeah, we kinda, you gotta go. Um, my, my partner, boyfriend, my dude, you, you um, dude was up. Actually, he was putting in my parents uh, live North of Tucson and he's kind of like a handy DIY guy. He, you know, can pretty much do anything around the house. And so he went up to my parents to do some work on their house. And, um, you know, he it, it's just funny because he was saying how, you know, like even just getting out of the house here for the day just to go to my parents was like, you know, he even was telling my parents like, well, how's everything going, whatever. And he's like, well, we're still together even after we're still going. Okay. Even after all this COVID stuff, because it's, it's trying, you know, like, 
Yes. As much as you love somebody, man, we're home, all three of us, all day long. Yeah, so we left in 2019. We left a 1,100-square-foot condo in downtown Cincinnati, and now we have you know a house right. with a big yard and a separate garage that has right. a little workshop in it. I, I'm not so sure we would have made it in the 1100 square foot yeah, we, condo with a yeah, two or three and year we were, old. You know, know, we were renting a townhouse here and, um, you know, it was, it was okay. It was kind of close quarters, but yeah, now he's got like a shed, you know, and a, and a little like man cave or whatever. But, you need a shed. Yeah. <laughs> you need a place for your tools. Yeah. And so, you know? yeah. You do. And, and, and he had his, his, we merged two houses, which I don't know if you've, seen that or done that or had people that but merging two houses is always kind of it's weird when you you know when you're in your 40s and you're stuck in your ways and you've been alone and then all of a sudden you put everything together plus covid it's it's been a ride yeah (laughs) yeah make or break year but i'm you know we're um yeah we're definitely on the make it and we kind of say, wow, we're together all the time and it's still, it's still okay. So that, I guess that's probably a good sign. <laughs> that is a good sign. Well, good. Yeah. Good yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ellen, I think we've taken up enough God. of your time. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been, this has been fantastic. Yeah. Good catching up. This was Great awesome, to- Ellen. Thank, Thank you, you very much. And uh, I, I, I hope there's a reunion I in the too. future and uh, hopefully you'll, hopefully we'll be there. Hey guys, at ECM Circa 95, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail or a shout out at 715-255-0035 or send us an email at ecmcirca95 at gmail. Thanks for listening. Hey, I don't think this is the right place.